Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We have such an amazing guest. I'm so happy and excited to bring him on. The one and only casting director from NCIS, NCIS LA, NCIS New Orleans, and so many other shows. Please help give a great welcome to Jason Kennedy. Hey, Jason, come on on. How about that? Hey. How are you? It's so great to Good. find you. It's so crazy because, you know, I hear your name throughout the whole, all these years and all the great work that you're doing and we've never met. And guess what? No, Here we no, are. right. Here we are. Thanks for having me. Oh my God. It's my pleasure. I, I do this as a give back for all the actors out there who want information. They want knowledge. They want to get to know you because by getting to know you through this vehicle, they're going to be almost feeling like there's a connection they have with you. And there's a, getting to know you of what you like in the room because everybody's different. This business yeah. is subjective. So tell us, give us a little bit of a story. Were you an actor? Did you just fall into casting? Give us a little, give us some nuggets and then we'll get into some. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, I'm from Florida and I dabbled in, in musical theater when I was a kid and, and you know, just loved the arts. Um, but in high school, I realized I, as much as I enjoyed performing, I also enjoyed um, recognizing talent mm -hmm. and uh, in my my friends and my peers and I would you know encourage them to go out for this role and do this and you know and, and help you know I, a friend of mine I would help direct in the show you know even though we had a director I would help them you know choreograph something it was just it was something I enjoyed doing and I didn't really know what it was but I did realize um, upon graduation that that casting was what I wanted to do. Um, I just didn't know what it was called, but that, that was something I was really interested in. And when I moved to South Florida um, and I learned a little bit more about the business and what casting directors do, um, I realized there are no jobs for casting directors in South Florida because they already have them all. <laughs> it's, it's a small market. Um, but I landed uh, a wonderful job uh, working for a talent agency and worked my way up to be an agent myself oh. uh, in South Florida. Did a lot of uh, commercials and, and TV and film. And, um, and it was a really great learning experience. And several years later, I was able to, to move to Los Angeles and, and actively pursue casting. I love when there's interruptions on Zoom because guess what? It makes you a human. There's we are human. Totally. Yeah, you're totally human, but actors um, get nervous to meet casting directors. And yeah. I think there's a element of them putting you on a pedestal and not finding the humanity and the care. And then mm -hmm. what happens is they get nervous and they can be incredible actors, but those, that nerve kicks in and it separates them from the work and the connection, because it is all about yeah. connection. Yeah, you know, I think part of it, part of it is just, you know, you want that job and you're, you, you're, you're, all those fears, all those anxieties, it's all coming up because, because of that, I, we all have that. I mean, I get nervous, um, you know, meeting people I don't know that are in a position that might be able to, you know, advance my career, you know, give me a job, uh, a producer, an executive somewhere. Um, so it, it's just human nature. Um, you know, obviously with acting, a lot of rejection comes along with the territory. Um, and, you know, with what I always say to actors is it's a learning experience. Everything you do, every process, every step of the way, um, you've got to walk away from it, you know, learning something about yourself, about the experience, about the, the business, um, and, and make the best of it. Um, and, and hopefully in, enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, when it comes to, to working with casting directors, 
Um, there are some of us out there that are having a bad day or just in general are not, you know, in a good space uh, and you might get a, a vibe from us that is uh, uh, kind of scary and intimidating. Um, and then there, there are those of us that are very welcoming and warm and, and giving and, and just have all the time in the world, you know, and, and we wish we had all the time in the world to, mm -hmm. to be able to just, you know, sit down and have conversations and, and, and get to know each other, but it's not always like that. So. Well, what, and when, it, when, the, when that is happening for the actor, you can sense it because you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're connected to the people. What do you suggest yeah. for that actor to do in that moment? Um, when it comes up, uh, sometimes I will just tell them to shake it off, just take a deep breath. Maybe I'll even stop everything and just have a conversation with them. Oh. Um, of course, this is pre-COVID when we were in the room together. Yep. It's a little different now. Um, or I'll suggest that an actor, you know, take a moment. They, uh, you know, nerves can get to us and sometimes they just need to go outside and just, you know, just kind of brush it off and, and, and figure things out and then come back in 10, 15 minutes later. And does that um, in your mind cause you to pause, to give you the confidence to hire them? No, um, no, because I know that this happens to everybody, no matter what uh, stage you are in your career. Um, life happens, so, you know, whether you're, uh, you know, a novice or whether you're, you know, a veteran, um, you know, you might have just gotten a call that really rattled you outside, and then you come into audition, and you're not really in that headspace. We get that. We understand things happen, um, and so, listen, we, we're, we, the re you're coming in. You're being considered, so we want to get the best version of you. We want the best performance possible, so we will do anything that we can to, to make that that happened um, within reason. <laughs> oh, it's so funny because I've interviewed, I talked to a lot of, you know, casting directors and it's the same thing. You guys care so much and yet there's that barrier. I think it's better now because of COVID and that's the silver lining because I think people are more open to meeting people on Zoom and mm. having that, that more, there's a guard because you're in your own home talking, you know what I mean? But I don't know why that's like that. And I hope every actor who's listening to this and my other podcast too, but that they know that you want to help them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're you know, we, we have actors come in and granted, sometimes we're really busy. Sometimes we have a hundred people we're seeing in a day for multiple roles and, um, and we don't have a lot of time to spend with actors and it can feel very short and sweet um, and, uh, and, and maybe off-putting to some people. Um, mm -hmm. But I also try to make it clear that this is your time as much as it is ours. Um, so if you feel like you need a moment, if you have a question that is, um, you know, something that, that could really help your performance, um, then, then I encourage actors to always ask. Um, you know, again, we just, we, we really want, I mean, we don't have a lot of time, a lot of choices, and we want you guys to be amazing and to knock our yep. socks off. So, so yeah, we're definitely excited to have you there and, and, um, and, and hoping that you can shine. And what is it for you that makes an actor amazing? Yes, it's, it, it, it's very important to have confidence with yourself, who you are, uh, the material, uh, being able to, yes, to be able to adapt, to be able to take our notes, um, 
you know, I, I really appreciate strong choices, someone who comes in and, and they have an idea as to what we're looking for, or they want to try something different and something new, they want to stand out. Um, but if I give you a direction, if I tell you to try this a different way, or even just to try it standing, um, I expect you to be able to adapt and just do it. Um, it it's, it's really uh, quite aggravating when somebody it just can't wrap their head around a simple note like that, um, or to be able to completely take a, a different direction. Um, I, I always say to actors, when you come in, you need to have planned your way of doing it and any possible other way that they might throw at you and just be ready to take that curveball. And you know what? If you need a moment to, to wrap your head around it, then ask for that moment. We'll say, oh, sure, yeah, we just gave you a lot of notes. Why don't you go take a, a few minutes and, and we're fine with that. Um, but if I'm asking you to, to try it standing, um, then you should be able to just try it standing without it completely messing with your head. A hundred percent, which is something that we work on in the classes, because that adjustment is the nerve factor. The nerves kick in because in the actor's mind, they're thinking, oh, my God, did they just hate what I did? Did they like what I did? What I, are, they're giving me attention now. I don't even know what they told me to do. It's the yeah, anxiety yeah. that happens. But what but I tell actors is to have it, have it a couple different ways, have a broader choice, a lower, mm -hmm. a more intimate choice. And then maybe you're adding on to the fact that maybe it should be a standing choice and a sitting choice just yeah. in case. Sometimes I will give a, a simple uh, technical note like that just to feel the different energy without even telling them I'm looking for more energy or whatever. I just want to see them, you know, seated or standing just, just to see how that plays um, because it does change the dynamic. Um, and uh, and it's, it, it's interesting how rigid, you know, a, a, some actors can be having rehearsed it over and over again a certain way and uh, and there's this like safety net or this you know safety blanket or whatever that of, of a of a, a a chair or a wall they're used to leaning mm -hmm. up up against or or something you know a prop that they're they're used to having and doing without it just kind of throws everything out the window. It's hard to take those adjustments, but you have to be so malleable. Malleable is the word of the day. What yeah. do you feel? How do you feel about props and what is considered like and not a prop like a phone? Like, let's address that for a second, just for you, sure. for you personally, because everyone has a different opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, phones are fine. I, I feel like, you know, so long as it, it, it helps the scene make sense and doesn't take the, the viewers out of the scene, mm -hmm. then it's, it, it's fine. I think props are a little bit more um, acceptable now during, you know, Zoom and self-tape situations, but you just want to be careful not to make those props you know, uh, the scene about the props. You don't want to have a wine glass, you know, be the whole scene as you're swirling, you know, throughout the scene. Um, just, just so long as it's, you know, very simple and understated. I will say, you know, some people with those phones will come in with um, some artwork or some glitter or, or sparkly, you know, bedazzled phones that will be distracting, you know. Um, Ooh, that's, good to, that's good to make a note of, guys, listening to that. You don't want yeah. that. Yeah, you don't want to take anyone out of the scene thinking you know oh wow that's a really glittery phone or oh wow those that's an expensive handbag or you know whatever because we our minds we wander uh, naturally um and uh, every little thing can 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 take us out and what about for you for dressing the the type of role if there was a you know fireman role that has to come into the show how do you feel about the dress I have my opinions, but I'm curious to know yours. Sure, yeah. Um, well, on our shows, NCIS and NCIS Los Angeles, we have a lot of um, 
a lot of military characters. Um, and I always recommend that, that actors dress towards the character, not as the character. Um, I don't want to see you. you in fatigues. I don't need to see you in uh, a uniform. Um, but, you know, and, and we actually give specific notes. If I have a military role, we have a whole little uh, um, PDF that we send along giving you some ideas of how to look and how to dress. And, you know, it can be khakis, it can be a button down, a plain button down shirt tucked into some nice pants or a skirt or whatever. Um, it doesn't have to be the full on getup. Um, we don't need to see scrubs if you're playing a doctor. Um, you. you know, so just, just so long as we get an idea that you are this character, um, then that's, that's enough. Just the essence, just the essence. Yes. Exactly. It's not a commercial. We have an imagination, so you don't have to fill in the blanks for us. But this is important because some offices like you to dress in scrubs, like you to look that part. And for yeah. me, I have to say, I agree with you. Just the essence, because at the end of the day, it's about the storytelling. Anybody yes. in any given shape and form can play any role. Mm -hmm. It yes. just matches Definitely. with your show at this particular moment. So let me ask you this. The tone, because to me, tonality, the genres of each show are really different, but NCIS does have a little quirk to it. Oh yeah, well, they both, the whole universe does really. It kind yeah. of started with these, um, you know, these characters that have a sense of humor. Um, they don't take life too seriously. Um, right. You know, they're on a murder case and, and yes, it's, you know, tragic what happened, but there's always some fun banter in there. Um, and, you know, our shows can be read when you read a script or some sides, it, it can really read broad sometimes and yes. sometimes actors will make those broad choices and it's just a little too much. Um, it's just something to keep in mind. You definitely want to watch an episode uh, of anything that you're going in on if you can uh, to get an idea of the tone and the pacing and to find out, you know, is this, is this really haha -ha funny or is this more understated, you know, yeah. um, how is this going to play uh, it, it, when I'm really on set. Yeah, but the pacing is a little bit quicker than a, than a, mm -hmm. you know, it's a little bit quicker pacing. And then, yes, the subtle quirkiness. Yes. Characters. Yes. We, we do have our, our, our more broad characters on occasion, but it's, it's yes. still, it's still a one hour drama. Um, and you do want it to be grounded. And, uh, and eventually when you're on set, it probably won't be as broad as your audition ever was. So it's something to keep <laughs> so in mind. Let's talk about that because the Zoom auditioning now, comparing to coming into the room, there's an adjustment that needs to be made when you're going on tape because that reads large if you're going too big. So what is it that is appealing to you on a uh, self-tape? Um, you know, I think, I mean, I have a number of things, but I, I do recommend, especially when we're talking about uh, about the tone and how broad something can be on, you know, how it can be uh, uh, perceived. Uh, I would maybe uh, suggest a couple choices. Um, I don't think any casting director would be opposed to having two options coming in, um, even when we, you know, are only expecting one. Um, we get, you know, multiple takes uh, often, and it gives us a choice. If oh. we like this person, if we think they're right for this, but we think their first take is too broad, you know, so long as there's a difference in the takes, um, it is helpful because, um, you know, right now on these shows, we do self-tapes, which is very different than the Zoom auditions where, you know, when we're doing Zooms, we have an opportunity to to adjust, but when it's a self-tape, there really isn't that chance and we're moving so quickly. Um, so having a couple choices uh, does help us out a lot. Um, 
Yeah, you were in. So, so basically, guys, <laughs> hear that when you're going in for a, probably a smaller role, because wouldn't you have a callback on a bigger guest star or a series regular role? You'd have a Zoom callback, or maybe series now. regular for series regular for sure. But those even our guest star roles, um, you know, okay. it's funny. I'll, I'll kind of give you some context here. So our both of our shows, we have um, producers that love to come into the office and 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 have our actors read in the room. That was we're very old school like that and. Um, and so it was a big shock not to do that again. Okay. And um, we did uh, dabble with the idea of doing Zoom auditions, but the problem was with COVID is we had to start prep, you know, two or three days prior to our concept meeting um, so that we had time to get someone cast um, to have a backup choice in case something happens to that, to that first choice and to have them tested. And not just tested a day before they shoot, but sometimes five days before they shoot. So it's a lot less time than we used to have. And so we just realized that, that doing self-tapes was gonna be a, a lot more efficient. Um, it would also give us the opportunity to see more actors than we usually do when we're in the room. Um, and so that's kind of, that's, that's been our process. Um, so, so yeah, so for guest stars, even you know, a full-on guest star, if there's oh. two choices, two different takes, that's okay. Uh, three or four takes is definitely way too many. Um, yeah. And if it's a one, that's, if it's a one line role, I, 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 I'm fine with you know three, three takes. That's not a bad. That's not a bad idea. So like, so if it's a one line co-star, small co-star, I'm just I'm gonna mm -hmm. reiterate for the people listening. Three takes. Yeah. That's only a couple lines. Fine. But if yeah. it's a guest star, two takes. Yes, two takes max. I think that's. that's two takes max. I'm glad that you're old school. I'm. There's a lot of people that are old. I mean, we love. Actors love going in the room. That's why you do it. I have spoken and been coaching a lot of actors who feel very isolated. So you're just yeah. constantly going on tape. It's very, very isolating because you need that human laugh or that human intrigue and that human response. You know, that's what we're here in this business. And, and just some kind of validation that you're being seen, that you're being heard, that you, yeah. uh, that you're, that, that someone is, appreciates your work. And, yeah. you know, and I, I always, and I always do, I just, I, I, I enjoy watching the self tapes, but it's nothing like having people in the room. Nothing like it. What do you, how do you feel how important it is for that opening moment? Because you don't have to watch the whole tape because it's a tape, but what is it for you that gets you moving forward? Is it that opening moment? Is that little piece of environment and behavior that the actor does that intrigues you? Is it the thoughts? What is that Sometimes. for you? Yeah, you know, uh, I can get a lot, uh, you know, I'm looking for personality. I'm looking for someone who is somebody that uh, I want to work with, someone that I want to introduce to my producers. Um, and, and that's sometimes I can get off of, of, off of a slate and obviously a lot easier when someone's in the room. Um, but when it comes to the performance, it, it really, you know, it, it's just really somebody who gets it. Um, and, and yes, I, I could turn it off. Um, you know, I could turn a self-tape off if I was not feeling it or if they just weren't strong enough. I do try to give actors the benefit of the doubt because, you know, it, it, it may not be hitting, you know, every moment, you know, in the beginning, but maybe it picks up, maybe there's something else there, or maybe they're just not this role and maybe there's something else they could be right for. So I do want to see as much as I can. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so it. Uh, I don't want actors to feel like you know we just you know ten seconds and we're out. Um, it's no, not all. No. It's not all hinging on the, those first ten seconds. That's okay. That's wonderful to know, and I like to ask that question because all offices are really different, you know. But yeah. but I do believe that most offices watch it all. I really do because you want to just see if there's that one little nugget that makes it all 
you know, all right for that character. But I want to ask you yeah. something because you said the slate. Yeah. Now I like to talk about that slate because for me, when I'm coaching people and it says a slate, I just go, hmm, why do they want a slate? Why? What do they want that for? You know, so when you're going in for a role and they, you ask for a slate and the full body, you want to see it. Do you want, so if someone's coming in for a dark character, should they slate as an extension of that character or three, six, one idiot to be uh, their happy personality? Or is that jolting to the, to, you know, bringing you into that world of that character? Um, you know, much like when someone comes in the room, I always recommend that you, uh, that you're, that you are yourself. Um, this is a job interview and we, we want to know, get a sense of who you are, who, who, who we're going to be working with. Um, I, you know, I, I understand, especially when you're coming in live, how being in character is, is necessary for some actors because they, they need to be able to kind of maintain that, uh, that persona, um, as they're, you know, cause it's hard to transition sometimes, um, especially when it's something really deeply emotional or something. Um, but, uh, when it's a self tape, yeah, totally be yourself, uh, show us that you're somebody that's warm and welcoming and, uh, that, that we would like to work with. Uh, it can be off putting when you're in character and that character is an unlikable character. Um, and you know, and someone might say, I bet they're really like that in real life. You know, I bet that's not an act. That's really who they are. You know, so <laughs> Um, so yeah, 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 be yourself. Uh, again, be real. This a, exactly. This is a, this is a, a people business. Um, and, uh, we're, it's all about, you know, working together, collaborating, and, uh, you definitely want to come off as somebody that we want to work with. And we're back. This is the podcast. I'm going to say, Jason, you win the award of the most pauses because of barking dogs, <laughs> <laughs> but you win the award of the most human. You're a dad, you have animals, which brings me to this. Actors out there, you got to live your life. You have to have a full life. And Jason, how old are your kids? 11 and 16. Wow. Amazing. That's so amazing. <laughs> and now Jason also has two new puppies and another dog and a cat. What? Two, two cats. Yes. Yes. Okay. He, you, you know Jason, he lives on a farm now. <laughs> <laughs> Practically. Okay. So anyway, back to auditioning. So you basically take the chance. You don't know as well when from Zoom. Do you do research? Do you ask about actors? It is a small town. There are, you know, people do a job, word gets out. Do you do that research when you're not sure? Um, yes, if it's a if it's a significant role, um, and and maybe we've heard things or, or someone's of a certain age, we need to make sure that they can, you know, handle the, the material or, you know, we, we'll start, uh, maybe there's uh, some physical attributes that are needed and might, might need to call the agent and ask. Yeah, we certainly do our research depending on the situation. Um, and I will say, you know, we are naturally curious people just like everyone else. And um, we will Google people. We will go to social media. We'll see, you know, who this person is and what they're really like and, um, and it might, you know, better inform us. Sometimes I just don't have enough material on somebody. And um, even before I get to decide whether or not to audition them, and maybe there's no uh, reel. And so I'll do a little Google search, see if they have a demo reel somewhere else. Maybe I'll find their Instagram where they've done some self tapes and they've posted them online yeah. and, and it'll give me something, you know? So yeah. it, if, if someone has sparked my interest, I'll definitely, I'll definitely do a little more, more research. And are you more open? What's the the silver lining for Zoom? You're seeing much more 
uh, actors for these roles. And do you reach out, do you, do, you, do you look at all the, how do the submissions work these days for your office? Because I remember when I was an actress, it was a hard copy, okay? Oh, a yeah. hard copy oh, going yeah. to the office, all right? Definitely changed a lot since then. Yes. I mean, yeah, I, I, all those paper cuts. Um, <laughs> no, we, you know, just with episodic, we'll, we'll easily get two or 3,000 submissions for a role. Yes. And we might have a dozen roles per episode. Um, so it's a lot. Uh, fortunately, we have an amazing team. We go yeah. all, you know, we help out going through submissions. And, uh, and then we'll go over the submissions together and decide who we're going to set up. Um, and, uh, and then we'll watch those self tapes uh, later and, and discuss and, you know, go through everything together. It's a, it's a lot of work. Um, and it has, uh, it has kind of meant working more at longer hours. Yeah. Um, of course, working from home that that is, you know, kind of, it's just inevitable. Um, but, uh, but we need to get it done. And, uh, you know, the upside is that it does allow us to see some people that we would never normally see. Um, we, we, we already are seeing more actors than we've ever seen before because of it. Um, but, you know, there are actors that we've had a hard time getting into the room for a number of reasons. Um, maybe because they don't, you know, enjoy traveling. Maybe, you know, they're not good. Uh, you know, it's a very different skill set to audition in front of people. Um, so maybe that's just not something they feel strongly about. Um, or uh, or maybe they're not, in, you know, they're a little more well-known and they don't audition very often. But uh, because of the pandemic, we've been very uh, fortunate to have people go on tape and consider actors that uh, we don't always get to see. And how is that going to change now that the vaccination, do you, do you foresee your office coming back to some in-person auditions again? And then I have this question, and I don't know if you can answer it or not, but if you're down to a role and you're seeing if a person has had their vaccine versus not, is that gonna be an influencing factor to hiring that actor? Uh, well, I'll answer that question first. I don't think that's gonna be an influencing factor. Um, I don't even think that would uh, be legal, to be honest with you, but- um, I, Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, but um, I mean, we've had the situation, you know, people were being vaccinated as early as uh, December, January, um, you know, we were getting, you know, actors telling us people who were up for roles, um, but it didn't matter because you still had to test negative, you still had yeah. to go through the testing process. Um, and uh, so that didn't, you know, that didn't phase us one way, way or the other, we just wanted the best actor for the role. Um, okay, I so that's, really, that's really important. So everyone knows that that's really important because I wasn't sure. You know? I mean, yeah. this is where I am now. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, yeah. all of a sudden um, the producers and, and SAG after agree that um, that everyone has to be vaccinated. You know, I don't see that happening, but you know, who knows, you know, yeah, the world has, has changed vastly in the past year. So yes, it has. Um, Yes. As far as your, yeah, your other question, um, yeah, I would love for us to get back to normal. I don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, I know that our producers are wary of being in the room with actors. I think actors are going to be wary, you know, going out in front of a lot of people, even if they are vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, there might be a hybrid situation. There might be, you know, I think it's going to take time. I think we have at least another season of, of this experience, of this remote um, auditioning experience um, before we start seeing some changes. Yeah. Um, 
I have heard that a lot of the shows are going to continue, you know, a COVID protocols for next season. There is going to be testing, uh, whether or not you're vaccinated. Uh, you know, it sounds like things might be relaxed a little bit in terms of how often that happens, but, um, but we're still going to have some protocols in place to, to make sure everyone is safe. Yep, absolutely. But I bet you're excited to get in person again soon. I, yes. I think six months. In my mind, it's like six more months. But it I could, you know, but there's, there, there are um, concerns about, uh, you know, the need for booster shots, the need for, you know, is this thing going to be around longer? Is it going to disappear and fade away in a year or so? Or is it going to be around for many, many years? Mm -hmm. um, and are, is it going to be an ongoing, you know, battle? Um, yep. And in that case, you know, who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Has, have you been part of these other venues, Clubhouse? and other, other ways to meet actors. And have, have you met a lot more actors during this time? Well, um, I don't have an iPhone, even though I have an Apple computer. Uh, okay. So I don't have Clubhouse, I don't have Clubhouse, ah! uh, which is fine. I've had lots of invitations, but you know what? I don't need another thing right now. Um, I, I, I've been using Instagram pretty heavily since the pandemic started. Mm. Um, we, uh, decided right when things shut down, um, to, to do something, um, that would hopefully help actors, you know, have something to do and, and kind of, you know, exercise their craft. And we, we put together a, an open call, a virtual open call back in April of last year. Um, and we got almost 70,000 submissions. Oh, um, it was, oh, it was mind boggling. Oh. <laughs> it was mind boggling. <laughs> and, um, and needless to say, we're still going through them. Um, wow, so, wow. But it, wow. it was great. I was able to, um, I was able to uh, discover a lot of people. I mean, we're still going through it, but I was able to discover a lot of people I didn't know um, and, and rediscover people that I, you know, I haven't seen in a while. Um, you know, Around the same time, shortly after that, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, made its way uh, back into the limelight, and um, and it was an opportunity for me to, uh, to highlight some of the actors that I had seen um, who were not represented, and that was something that uh, was really meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was posting them on social media, trying to help them find some representation, and and a lot of them have. So that's that was really really cool. Wait, I think um, I saw that post. I think I think I did. Yeah, that was. I was like, oh, when I. It, it, you know, I love what I do and I love helping actors move their career along too. So it warms my heart when I feel the same passion and it makes me yeah. smile. So it's really yeah. so nice. I mean, I, I want to be able to, um, I want to be able to work with these people, you know, yeah. there's a lot of talent out there and, uh, and it's, it, you know, it's, it's a, it benefits me in, 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 as I'm, you know, doing things for actors. Uh, so it's not, you know, I'm not completely, you know, selfless here. Um, yeah, uh, and, and that's also why I do things like this, why I talk about the business and, and how things operate in my, you know, what I, what I think about, you know, things, because I want actors to really, uh, be aware of this stuff. I want you to be able to, to be considered by my office to come in and, and audition for things with all that knowledge so that you can just do your thing and, and have fun with it and, and, uh, not have to worry about the rest of it. Yeah, I have a question that always astounds me as a coach. So on the pre-read, and there's three or four scenes with so much dialogue, why, as a casting director, do you have the actors do all these scenes? 
wouldn't it be more beneficial just to do one scene? And then if you feel the essence, you can call them back and have them do more. Or is it because it's only off tape now that you got to see the whole thing and that's it? Um, well, I will say for our office, we try to avoid having people read more than two things. Um, if there are, <laughs> if there are, if, if it's like a lot of short scenes, then maybe we'll have you read them all, whatever. Um, but we will sometimes send you all the sides to the character that might be, you know, 18 pages of sides. Um, but we only have you do two scenes, um, hopefully the most important ones that kind of show us the range of the character. Um, but we want you to have everything so that you know the context, so that you know where it starts and what's happening here and why this happened here. Um, and we also include a lot of FYI, pa FYI pages that we, you know, we scratch out because yeah. you're not, there's not a scene about you, you know, with you in it, but there's other characters talking about you. Um, so we want actors to have that information to read it and, and be, you know, and have an understanding. No, but I have to say, I'm so happy just two scenes because I had actors that, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, it a lot of work to, totally. to make those words your own, to have such a short time to do it and to make it so connected. So, you know, there's less anxiety, you know, because it's auditioning is not the final, you know, thing. It's not the final right. performance. And you yeah, only have such a, a short amount of time. That's mm -hmm. right. It's just, it's just a taste. It's just a, yeah. an idea of what you have to bring to the table. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I love, um, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I have these, I, all of a sudden I was going to say something and it just flew out of my head. That's okay. But yeah, it's, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to change the subject. Are the tonality, do you feel, of uh, NCIS and um, the NCIS LA, it's similar tones, do you think? Or And then when you get cast on one of those shows, can you get cast on the other one? Does that have, does it tie in? Do they like to move, uh, give other people, you know, like like for Chicago, uh, PD and all those, you can only do one of those shows a year and mm -hmm, then you mm -hmm. can audition for another show. Does that have any, does that apply? Yeah, yes, yeah. so we have our own um, kind of internal rules about that stuff. Um, you know, the, the, the tone, the, answer your first question, the tones of the, of the shows are similar, um, but I would say that LA is a little, little bit more, a little broader uh, in terms of its humor, um, a little more popcorn, a little more action. Oh. Um, oriented compared to, to NCIS, which is a little bit more crime drama. Um, no. LA is a little lighter. Um, but as far as doing both shows, yes, uh, we've hired many actors uh, between um, uh, all three shows. And um, uh, we, our rule usually is not to have uh, someone play different characters in the same season on two different shows. Mm -hmm. um, and that's mainly because um, first of all, we never know if that role is going to come back, uh, but also um, uh, uh, an episode of NCIS might be airing your repeat episode uh, the same night that LA is, is airing your new episode, and so that would, that would be kind of strange. Um, and our fans are pretty diehard, and they, they, always die call, they always call out whenever we've cast somebody who did the oh, other show. So it's, funny. it's the same universe, but it's, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're into both shows. I have a question for actors that this might help because actors always ask me this. What do I do on this self tape if I have to kiss, if I have to, and I have solutions, but I'm curious about mm -hmm. yours or pull a gun out, you know, with your arms or whatever you do. What do you suggest yeah. in those scenarios? 
Um, when it comes to kissing, um, which was one of my favorite uh, examples of physicality, I think some physicality is necessary, um, but you don't want to do every little bit of action that's written in the scene. <laughs> Um, and, and I've definitely had actors go overboard there, but when it comes to kissing, you know, obviously you're not kissing somebody, uh, on camera, you're not kissing somebody in the room. Um, but I think, you know, you can have that moment in your, in your mind and you can close your eyes and you, can, you don't have to pucker up, you know, but you can close your eyes and just have that moment and have a smile creep across your face mm -hmm. after that kiss. And, and then segue into the next part of the scene. Um, I, there, there are ways to, to get some of that across without doing the whole thing. Yes. Um, and that's the idea. And when it comes to things like, you know, action and, and pulling a gun, um, you know, we, we always tell actors not to bring guns, not to bring oh, guns into the office. Yeah. Um, and, and I have to say, you know, while many actors have enjoyed using their prop guns at home, and and it, it, and and they've maybe even gotten jobs using their guns. Um, I, it still is a distraction. It still takes us out of the scene. Yes, it feels real, but it's too real sometimes. You know, I agree. It's like, you're wondering, is that a real Beretta? Yeah. <laughs> you know, is yeah. that that yeah. looks really real? You know, yes. and now I'm not watching your performance. I'm thinking about the gun. Um, so you don't have to have anything in your hand. You can use a cell phone. You can use something else. Um, that is much less distracting. Um, but it is important to have that physicality and to, and to pull, pull a weapon, you know, because we are looking for somebody who can believably uh, have, have that moment. And I think that's helpful. If you pull a weapon with your arms, like you reach mm -hmm. your arms out, but just make yeah. your hands below the screen so we see yeah. something. But we don't have to know that it's your hands that holding your hands together in a palm fashion. I, I, I have looked down the barrel of a gun. I'm just going to pretend that this is this is my weapon here. Oh, wow. I've seen people do this. And wow. it's like, that's really intense. Wow. <laughs> when you've got a, a gun, like right in the camera. Wow. Though, so. Wow. That's That takes you out. It's scary yes. because the world, it, it just matches what the world is. And so it's not, no, no guns. No. Totally. TV remote or a phone. I think yeah. that would suffice. Keep it simple, yes. Keep it simple and don't like show. Don't like show. Right. Yeah. You're such a pleasure. So I wanna talk about the CSA Awards. A lot of actors don't know about it. And I think it's important and this year was special because this year for the first year because of the silver lining of COVID that actors got to see the show. Can we yeah. tell actors what this is a little bit? Because maybe it'll be online again next year. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, you know, every every guild, um, you know, from directors, writers, producers, casting directors, um, you know, set designers, uh, we all have our own award show where we recognize, you know, um, excellence in, in the arts. Um, and, you know, for the longest time, casting directors were not recognized by the Emmys and were still not recognized by the Oscars. So this was the only... It's um, award that uh, was available to casting directors. So it's been 36 years, I want to say now, that the uh, the show has been going, and it's usually an in-person, um, you know, uh, a show where, you know, a thousand people show up, agents, managers, some actors, uh, a lot of executives, you know, some producers, um, and, uh, and it's a really, it's a really great um, way to, to honor casting directors and to, and to recognize their work. Um, and yeah, with the pandemic, you know, we were struggling to figure out a way to make this, you know, make this work and have, have, you know, some sort of show. 
And uh, the people who really spearheaded this thing um, were just amazing. Uh, I just did a, some some minor help in fundraising and advertising, but um, but they were just incredible. Um, you know, acquiring the talent and 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 video footage and editing and all this wonderful stuff uh, to make it available to the public. And, um, and that way we had so many more people that were able to attend and to join us in celebrating our peers. Um, so that was, that was really special. And I just wanted to talk about it because I, I would say to some of the actors, are you, are you, you have an opportunity to get a ticket for the CSA awards and nobody knew what it was. So mm -hmm. I want to spread that word because in case you can, it's just a connection that you get to see, you know, these faces that you're just a name to a lot of people, just the title yeah. of the name. So when you put that face, there's a connection and this business is all about connection and feeling like you've met that person before. And it mm -hmm. erases tension and tension is a factor that can deplete your goal, which is to close the deal and book that job. Yeah. Definitely. Jason, before we go, and thank you so much for hanging out with us. Can you just, I'm all about the positive path for actors. That's what my book is. And I really want that mental mindset to be on that that path. So what are three inspirational things you can say to everyone who's listening before we close out about their path and their career and what to do? Yeah. Um, having not thought about this at all, um, we're on your side. <laughs> we're, we're on your side. Um, so fear not. We're there for you. We're fans of you. We want to see you succeed. Um, there's more to life than, than this business have a life outside of this, have experiences outside of this. It will only help you be a stronger human being, uh, a more interesting person, and it will help you in your career as well. Um, and, um, and don't take things too seriously. It's, yes. you know, this, th we've got so many other serious things we have to deal with this in this world. Um, and this should not be it. You know what? Yes. Just have fun and enjoy life. Yes, thank you so much. And of course, I'm going to say train, 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 because it's all about the work at the end of the day. That's Guys, a no brainer. Yeah, <laughs> That's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Some people don't. And you know what? They got to. Yeah. It just cream rises to the top. It's funny, you know, there are a lot of veteran actors that still train all the time. People who have been out of school for years, people who have been working for 40, 50 years, and, yes. uh, and it, it shows, you know, when, you yes. have, when you're still exercising your craft, it, it, it really shows. It's important. It really does. You got to keep getting those kinks out. Thank you, Jason, yeah. so much. My Thank pleasure, you everyone Karen. for listening. <laughs> Stay courteously aggressive out there, guys. Have an awesome week ahead.